couple of fantasy's top hitters are banged up as we enter the final week of the 2020 season. Like death and taxes, Dodger's been a Dodger. <laughs> I have That's not had uh, three cold brews yet. It works great in a fantasy league. I'm just glad I am not at the dentist. Fantasy Baseball in 15 on The Athletic. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball in 15 for Monday, September 21st. I'm Al Melkier. I am here with Derek Van Riper. One week to go. It's hard to believe it. Uh, but uh, probably the biggest story over the weekend is one that I, I doubt affects many people in terms of fantasy, but it's a big story. So I feel like we have to at least uh, give a nod to it, DVR, that uh, Justin Verlander is going to have Tommy John surgery. Um, I had been holding on to him in the one league where I drafted him, a 12-teamer, and um, I guess I can let him go now. Yeah, it stinks for Verlander, of course. He's going to miss all of 2021 as a result of this. Uh, If you have him on your roster in a keeper or a dynasty league, you may have to at least strongly consider letting him go. I mean, it's a long time to wait for someone to come back. Uh, He apparently is going to come back once he's healthy enough to do so. I think the implication was that maybe... Someone Verlander's age would just say, well, I'll, I'll retire. This will be it. But on the other hand, someone his age would say, I'm still good, and I don't want my career to end this way. Uh, so maybe that's more in line with what he's been thinking at this point. Uh, but definitely some big news that came down over the weekend. Yeah, to be sure. And yeah, that's uh, not necessarily an easy decision in keeper leagues, uh, to be sure. I guess it probably depends on your format. And I have to say, in most situations, I imagine I would hang on to him if I could. Because it seems like if anybody can make a uh, a reasonable comeback, it would it would be Justin Verlander. Uh, but we've got uh, several other pieces of injury news that are very relevant for the final week of the season. Uh, Bryce Harper left the Nationals game on Sunday against the Blue Jays with lower back stiffness. Start or sit this week, DVR? I'm leaning towards a start. I mean, we'll maybe get a little more information before the week begins, before we actually have to lock him in. But the Phillies are clinging to slim playoff hopes. So if Bryce Harper's healthy enough to play, they're going to err on the side of pushing him into the lineup uh, because they could very easily miss the playoffs entirely, given how close things are right now for the final spots in the NL. So thumbs up on Harper, barring some sort of confirmation that he's going to miss a considerable portion of the final week. Yeah, and I just, I'm pretty sure I just said national. So um, apparently the 2020 season just never happened at all for me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. Well, uh, moving on. Uh, Nolan Arenado, as far as I know, is still a member of the Rockies. Um, But he has been dealing with uh, a shoulder issue for several days now. He's going to undergo tests on that sore left shoulder. We should get an update at some point on Monday. I had a discussion with Michael Beller on last Friday's show about whether or not it's defensible to drop Arnado regardless of what comes of uh, his shoulder issue, just because he's not really been all that productive this year, or at least certainly not compared to what we expected. But, uh, you know, it, it certainly the shoulder doesn't seem to have gotten better. So let's revisit the question. And by the way, there is a chance that maybe he does get shut down for the season. That was raised by the Denver Post. Patrick Saunders as a possibility. So uh, do you think it's even more defensible now than maybe it looked just a few days ago to, to shut him down in fantasy? Yeah, I mean, I think using the same 
logic I just applied with the Phillies and, and Bryce Harper having more of a day-to-day injury. I think with Arenado, there's at least a possibility that he might need surgery. The Rockies are six below 500, barring just the absolute madness sequence of events. Like There's really no way they're going to make the postseason uh, at this point. So I think he's probably going to get shut down. Even if he doesn't get shut down, you're right. He hasn't met himself. And on top of that, even though it's an eight-game week, all eight of those games are on the road. So you're not getting Coors. You're not getting a healthy Arenado. And you're getting him as part of one of the league's worst offenses as well. So I do think you can justify sitting him down or cutting him loose here for the final week, even if we don't have a confirmation before Monday afternoon uh, regarding their plans for him for the entire week. All right. Well, uh, you know, there are possibly alternatives at third base uh, from other teams that have an eight-game schedule this week. Uh, you could get as Dribble Cabrera, who somebody actually mentioned on Friday's show, as a possible fab target. Brad Miller, Evan Longoria. Um, do any of them seem like suitable replacements, or is there somebody out there you like even better? Yeah, I do like that group uh, just because of the playing time. I think Brad Miller, even though he's been a little bit quiet in the last week or so, he continues to impress me overall. He's playing a lot. He's hitting the ball hard. Uh, has seven homers and 151 plate appearances so far this season. Nice, steady OBP, 377. Easily a career high from him in that regard, too. So just seems like he's got a really good hold on a middle third of the batting order spot in St. Louis. It's a heavier week than normal for the Cardinals as they continue to make up games and they still might have bonus games on top of that that I think makes Miller pretty appealing. All right. And uh, if you view Bryce Harper as a likely start this week, I'm going to guess you're going to say the same for Tim Anderson. He left uh, the White Sox game in Cincinnati on Sunday with a hamstring cramp. Uh, So am I correct? Do we start Tim Anderson this week? I mean, yeah, they're calling it a cramp. If it changes to a strain, then we can reevaluate it. But I think you can get rehydrated, get back out there the next day. So I'm not worried about Anderson at this point. All right. Sonny Gray, he will be back this week. He's uh, scheduled to make a start for the Reds on Tuesday against the Brewers. Been out with a back injury. Um, You know, there's not really an opportunity here to take a wait-and-see approach in weekly leagues. So do you just go ahead and roll the dice with Sonny Gray coming back from a back injury? I am. I know there's definitely some risk with, innings but for most of the pitchers who were available and making two starts this week uh, there was a ton of risk there there's a chance that gray actually joins that group the reds probably will need him to pitch that last game of the season on sunday as well so uh, i do think you can take on the risk sure the innings could be a problem but win probability is pretty solid the skills are really good uh, and you do wonder how much damage he did to his ratios trying to pitch through this injury previously since he's allowed 11 combined earned runs in his last two starts, spanning just four innings. All right, and relief-wise, a similar type of uh, conundrum with Giovanni Gallegos. He is expected to come back soon. He threw an extended bullpen session this weekend. Uh, Do you go ahead and roll the dice with him, or do you go with maybe a, a, a less risky relief option for the final week? I think you could justify playing Gallegos. I mean, I think the the thing that's different about him versus the starters we've been talking about is you can find a reliever, right? The waiver wire at least has decent, good ratios, high strikeout rate type guys available in most leagues. Whereas, you know, trying to find a two-star pitcher with Sonny Gray was really tough. Trying to find uh, high-quality outfielders who play every day and bring a lot of power to the table like Bryce Harper, that's obviously borderline impossible on the wire. But I think players with similar skills 
to Gallegos are readily available. Uh, so with that, you know, if those options look similarly appealing, I'm going with the healthy option. If you have to play him, I think there's a good chance you're going to see him at least a couple of times before the end of the season. All right. I'm just going to throw it, throw at you the names of uh, several starters who had, had really good starts over the weekend. And, uh, I think pretty much without exception, uh, they've been pretty good just in general lately. I've had at least a couple of good starts uh, before heading into the final week. So John Means, who gets the Blue Jays this week. Kyle Wright faces the Red Sox. Jay Happ uh, also at Toronto. Justice Sheffield gets the A's in Oakland. And David Peterson will get the Nationals in Washington. So Means, Wright, Happ, Sheffield, Peterson, I understand they have different availabilities, but um, who would you trust the most for this final week? I like half the most of that bunch. I mean, the Jays are not an easy matchup, but they're not a matchup that you fear or avoid. And I think people aren't realizing just how good Jay Happ has been so far this season. How about a 325 ERA, 106 whip, 39 Ks and 44 in a third inning. It's only been eight starts, of course, but... I picked him up a couple of weeks ago in Tout Wars, and he's been one of my better late-season additions to my pitching staff. I think compared to this group, the baseline trust level is quite a bit higher. I would say probably Means and Sheffield come in second and third in some order. That one's really close, but I think Hap's easily a cut above the rest of this group. All right, well, we've got uh, some other starting pitchers to consider for Monday slate. This week, we're going to pay a little bit more attention to the uh, daily lineups uh, in, in daily transaction leagues uh, because, you know, frankly, that's that's where the stakes are at this point. So we're going to talk about a whole bunch of pitchers on the Monday slate uh, right after this message from our friends at Roman. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually it gets brushed off or it's avoided altogether with excuses. But with Roman, it's easy to talk about it. With a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication, it's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com Baseball15, the word 15 spelled out, and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com Baseball15 today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash Baseball15. GetRoman.com slash Baseball15. So DVR, uh, we've got a few pitchers uh, that I, I want to talk about. And, and I'm, I'm referring to these as streaming options, but these aren't necessarily pitchers you'll be able to pick up off of waivers. I think these are more pitchers, at least in a couple of cases, that just may present a dilemma in terms of uh, if, if this is somebody you want to go with in the crucial final week, if you're really in a battle for a title. So uh, Herman Marquez, I, I think probably you're not going to be able to pick him up in most leagues, but I do think that his start away from Coors at San Francisco is still a little bit tricky, uh, given that the you know the Giants have been a, a pretty good offense this year, and um, Marquez has been good on the road, as you would expect he'd be better on the road, but uh, do you, would you feel safe with him uh, on Monday slate? I would. I mean, run support's going to be an issue for Marquez. I just think this Rockies offense is putrid right now, and 
San Francisco is one of those teams that if you said, let's play another 60 games, where would you rank their offense? How confident would you be in taking what they've done so far and projecting that to continue at some level for the next 60? I mean, you know, I think especially with Alex Dickerson out, um, you know, they're probably more of a middle of the middle of the pack offense. And maybe I'm underrating them. Maybe I'm, you know, still a bit skeptical. Um, but I, you know, I think you raise a good point in terms of run support, maybe being more of a problem than run prevention. And also the, the venue itself uh, is certainly not going to help the Rocky sitters. Yeah, I, I mean, I think they're legitimately bad and they would continue to be bad over a full 162 as constructed. But I do think there are reasons to be skeptical about Giants offense. Uh, a few overachievers, Donovan Solano kind of among them. But uh, you look at them and you go, okay, Belt, Longoria, Crawford, Wilmer Flores, Dickerson, Dubon. Dickerson's on the paternity list right now, so just be careful if you have him in a daily moves league. Uh, Mike Yastrzemski's banged up, and Yastrzemski's probably their best all-round offensive player at this point. Joey Bart's there. I think you're right. I think when you look at those players, league average at best is probably the the tag I would give them. And I think I have to treat them like that as I look at matchups for them in the final week of the season. All right. Well, uh, how about Marco Gonzalez? And again, this is one that's, you know, I've really come to trust Marco Gonzalez this year. And I don't think that the Astros, his opponent, are especially uh, formidable. But uh, going up against Lance McCullers, if you need a win, I think that maybe changes the calculus. Yeah, he's won each of his last four starts, pitches deep into his outings. He's gone at least five innings in all but one turn so far this season. And the one where he fell short was his very first start of the year against Houston. So uh, don't let that get too much into your head. We're talking about a guy who's showing some major skills growth this year. That 53-5 to strikeout-to-walk ratio just pops off the player page when you look at him. So uh, I do trust Marco Gonzalez in this spot. All right, and then finally, uh, a pitcher, if you do need to go onto the waiver wire, one who's probably much more available than either Marquez or Gonzalez, and Gonzalez, and that's uh, JT Brubaker. Uh, he's got the Cubs. John Lester is his opposite number. So in terms of waiver options, uh, I think this is not a bad one. No, I'd like him if you have to lock in a pitcher for the entire week for the two-start week, if you can split it up a little bit. Maybe you skip him against the Cubs. I like that it's at home, though. And I do think Brubaker is one of those guys that's pitching a bit better than people realize, uh, giving the Pirates maybe a viable option for the back of the rotation in 2021 uh, along the way. You're at least getting strikeouts, even if it's a low win probability situation. I think he's better than the ratios that he's turned in so far, a 479 ERA and a 143 whip. Yeah, and I would absolutely agree with that assessment. And if we go to the other end of the spectrum and look at pitchers that we may want to pick against, find hitters going up against them, uh, I think uh, Anibal Sanchez, as much as it pains me to say that, because I really uh, have had him on a lot of teams over the last several years, but uh, this has just been a disappointing season for Sanchez. I think he's a, a pitcher you can pick against, and also Carlos Hernandez for the Royals. Uh, so that means Phillies and Cardinals hitters that you might be on the fence about. Um, maybe this is a difference maker for them. So among the Phillies hitters, Gene Segura, Andrew McCutcheon, McCutcheon's been ice cold. Um, but uh, does this make a difference for either of those two hitters? I think they would both be in my lineups in 15 team leagues anyway, but maybe in a 12, if you had a tough lineup call for McCutcheon in particular, you know, that's enough to nudge him back in he's still one of those guys that I think his floor is extremely high and I just think you you get a little bit of everything less speed than before of course but 
despite the poor form recently, I would actually err on the side of playing McCutcheon this week, almost regardless of matchup. All righty. And then uh, the Cardinals, uh, Paul DeYoung's been really cold, so he's sort of analogous, I think, to McCutcheon in a way. So maybe that matchup against the Royals and Carlos Hernandez um, helps you gain some confidence in starting him in a daily league. And Tommy Edmond, who I just, you know, he's just uh, not been as productive as he was last year. Uh, Edmond and DeYoung, how do you feel about starting them on Monday? I think you have a better case for sitting Edmund because what he did last year was the best offensive performance he'd ever posted before. You don't normally have your career best WRC plus as a rookie in the big leagues. I expected some regression, especially in the power category. I think if you're chasing some speed late, you know you can't necessarily take him out of your lineup, but I have no problem sitting Edmund down if you have viable alternatives. All righty. Uh, and uh, Paul DeYoung, you feel like this is a, uh, a slump breaker for him? Yeah, I think it could be. That Royals team doesn't bring anything that you really worry about to the table. I mean, I think the matchup against Hernandez is a good one. and The bullpen is okay, not great. So, yeah, turn them loose. All righty. Well, then that's going to wrap it up for this uh, edition of Fantasy Baseball in 15. If you're enjoying this podcast on a platform that allows you to leave a rating and a review, we would greatly appreciate it if you take the time to do that. So for Derek Van Riper, I'm Al Melkier, and we'll be right back here on Tuesday. <laughs>